What's happening, everybody? Hope you're all having a great day today. Welcome back to some Blake's Take. We got sports. Let's get right into it. With some actually unfortunate news today on this Wednesday morning after we got news yesterday that Tiger Woods has been seriously injured in a rollover car crash. One of the greatest pro golfers of all time, probably the GOAT, Woods rolled over in his SUV at the intersection of Hawthorne and Boulevard in a Black Horse Road just south of downtown Los Angeles. Angeles, fracturing both of his legs and shattering an ankle. Woods' crash almost certainly erases any of the playing ability that still existed in the battered body that housed the best to ever play the game. Woods has undergone five back surgeries and more leg operations than I can even count. So the birth certificate may say 1975, but Tiger's body looks like a 60-year-old. With all that that Tiger has been through in this last decade of his career, we constantly question whether he is done or whether he is back. Tiger's life has been a tragedy. There's no way around it. There has been so much achievement and success, but so much agony and pain as well to come along with that. Tiger has reached heights of the sport that no one else has ever achieved, but has also faced adversity some people can never, ever think of facing. So I don't know what's next for Tiger Woods. If he will retire or he will come back and win another Masters. Who knows? But what I do know is that my thoughts and prayers are going out to him and his family, to the greatest to ever do it, and I hope he can make a full recovery after this horrible accident and incident that happened there prayers go out to tiger and his family get well soon tiger as far as nfl we have some great news coming from the steelers organization saying that they want big ben to return to the team team president art rooney the second acknowledged that mutual desire between the steelers and their longtime quarterback in a statement this morning stating ben roethlisberger and i met yesterday morning and we had a productive meeting we were able to discuss a lot of things that relate to where we are and where we want to go ben assured that he is committed to coming back to help us win and i told ben that we would like to have him back to help us win a championship. We both understand that the next step is to work out Ben's contract situation. The final year of Roethlisberger's current deal comes with a $41.2 million cap hit, although the contract restructure and extension could lower that to a maximum of $14 million. Roethlisberger also could opt out to take a pay cut to the minimum by a veteran, which would take him down to $23 million. General Manager Kevin Colbert stated, hopefully there is a way we can try and figure this out and do what's best for the organization and for Ben Roethlisberger. So it's finally starting to look like Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers organization front office are starting to see eye to eye once again. I believe with Big Ben's passion for the Steelers and with his likely last season there in probably most likely in the NFL overall, I feel as though he is willing to work out a way to best benefit and set up this organization for success in the future he's a nice guy like that I feel like he's definitely looking forward for the organization as he moves into retirement and is willing to work out his contract in a way that would best benefit the team and its future so great great stuff happening in the Steelers organization as far as NBA, the NBA has announced the reserve selections for next month's All-Star Game in Atlanta on Tuesday night. Oh boy, there were some solid, well-deserving names on this list. Starting off, we have James Harden, the MVP in 2018, is representing Brooklyn for the first time in what will be his ninth consecutive All-Star Game appearance. The previous eight came with the Houston Rockets, who traded Harden to Brooklyn, as we saw in the four-team deal last month. 
Since the trade, Harden has averaged 24.9 points and 11.4 assists in just 18 games with Brooklyn. Harden will join the six other selections from the Eastern Conference in guard Jalen Brown, forward Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics, New York Knicks forward Julius Randle, Chicago Bulls guard Zach Levine, Philadelphia 76ers guard Ben Simmons, and Orlando Magic center Nikola Vukovic. Brown, the frontrunner of the NBA's Most Improved Player Award this season, is averaging a career highs across the board for the Celtics, including points and 25.5 assists, 25, no, 25.5 points, assists with 3.9, and all three shooting percent percentage categories in field goal, 49.7, 3.40.9 percent, and free throw, 76.6 percent helping him earn the first all-star selection of his career. Tatum, meanwhile, is averaging a career-high 26.4 points and is making his second straight all-star appearance. Vukovic will make his second all-star appearance, having made some first two seasons ago, and is averaging a career-high 24.1 points per game and shooting a career-best 40% from three-point range. Not bad from a big man. Simmons will make his third consecutive All-Star appearance. The well-rounded guard is alongside Joel Embiid, a huge reason why the Sixers have normally had the best record in the NBA, but currently have that in the Eastern Conference. They will be joined by the two first-time All-Stars in Julius Randle and Zach Levine, both of whom are having career highs. Randall, who has helped lead the Knicks to 15-16 and 16 into a surprising Kenton for a playoff berth for the first time since I was probably alive, is averaging a career best in virtually every category playing under Tom Thibodeau, while Levine is averaging career highs in 28.6 points, 5.4 rebounds, and 5.1 assists. So great stats there for them. And now we head to out west. Gobert and Mitchell were the headliners in this one, as they were the two representatives for the streaking Jazz, who go into tonight's showdown versus the Lakers with the best record in the NBA, having won 20 of their last 22 games. That's just unheard of. The last time I saw that was like 73-9 and Golden State Warriors type stuff. Gobert, who was positioned to win his third Defensive Player of the Year award, makes his second straight All-Star appearance this season after a couple near misses in the previous seasons. It also is his second straight appearance for Mitchell, who is averaging career highs in 24.5 points and 5.2 assists this season. And they are joined by hometown hero, our fan favorite, Portland Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard. He was snubbed, of course, snubbed, snubbed, snubbed from the starting spot. That is no question about that. Uh, But nothing we can do about that now, but he definitely is a key part of this all-star team, no doubt about that. Now we had the L.A. Clippers forward Paul George and Lakers forward Anthony Davis, Phoenix Sun guard and Chris Paul, and New Orleans Pelicans forward Zion Williamson will also join them. Lillard could easily have been on us as a starter. He is having another stellar season, averaging 29.8 points, 7.8 assi- 7.7 assists, and keeping Portland in the playoff picture, even though C.J. McCollum and the center Yusuf Nurkic are out with long-term injuries. It, that that is, it just shows his leadership of the organization out in Portland. 
George, Paul George is back for the All-Star game for the seventh time after missing it last year. His first in Los Angeles. Davis, on the other hand, is all but certain to be replaced by some someone ahead of the All-Star game because of the cast strain that has currently put the Lakers sidelined and has made the Lakers have to go into overtime games and make LeBron work overtime. But hopefully he can get back soon, but it's likely that he will be replaced by a player in the All-Star game. The final two spots out west went to one of the league's oldest stars and one of the youngest, with Chris Paul being the older and Williamson obviously being the youngest. Paul, whom Phoenix acquired before this season, makes his 11th All-Star appearance and his second in a row after making the roster last year with his stellar season in OKC. Williamson, the top overall pick in last year's draft, makes his first appearance after averaging 25.1 points and shooting over 60% from the field. Like in recent seasons, the NBA will combine the All-Stars into one pool, which will be divided into two teams by captains James and Durant. Jazz coach Quinn Snyder and will coach James' team, while the Sixers coach Doc Rivers will help Durant's squad. The game will also feature the Lamb ending from last year, in which the teams play to the final score as opposed to a timed fourth quarter. That final score will be determined by taking the combined score of the team that's ahead through the three quarters and adding 24 points in honor of, of course, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. So a great list of incredibly talented players, and I cannot wait to see who is on Team KD and who is on Team LeBron. It's going to be a great matchup. I All these all-star names are insane. They're going to be crazy matchups, especially when you just mix them all together with Eastern all-stars and Western all-stars. You put them on two different teams as in KD and LeBron. You're going to see some crazy matchups and crazy one-on-one guarding. It's going to be awesome. So before I wrap up this NBA segment, though, we have to talk about Luka last night against the Celtics because he showed his signs of greatness in that final bit of the game. Luka showed some foreshadowing in the first quarter with a pump fake buzzer beater in the first quarter to take the lead during going into the second quarter. However, Luka wasn't so lucky trying to get in a late quarter push in the second, with Luka being blocked twice by Jason Tatum within a span of 30 seconds, maintaining the Celtics' one-point lead going into halftime. The Mavs got out in the fourth quarter, though, leading by 12 at one point. Yet the Celtics stormed right back, pushing themselves on a 7-0 run, where Jason Tatum would start it off with a three-pointer followed by an assist to cardiac Kemba Walker to put them down one. Then with under a minute to go, Jalen Brown swerved through the lane and hit a pull-up jumper to give the Celtics the lead and cap off a total 16-3 Celtic run. Holy smokes, what a comeback by the Celtics in the fourth. But Luka hadn't gone away. With 20 seconds left, Luka went to work, crossing people up, crossing defenders, stepping back and hitting the key three to put the Mavs up two with just 10 seconds left. But then Jalen Brown came back and sweeped around the edge, rolling above the rim, and to tie things up 107 apiece was just 9.5 to go. Mavs inbounded it to Luka, who trotched down the courts, heavy as he's left at midcourt, then steps back, lets it fly, and hits the dagger. Luka Doncic with the crazy shot. The shot looked almost identical to the one we saw him hit on the Clippers in the bubble for that game winner. I guess that's just his lucky spot on the court. Luka finishes with 31, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists, and the Mavericks have won 6 of their last 7 on the road in the push for the 8th seed in the Western Conference. 
What a shot by Luka there. He he definitely redeemed himself from his shot that he missed against the Blazers when he had that. But he definitely looked just like that one he hit on the Clippers in the bubble. That was a crazy shot. Awesome shot by Luka in the clutch. We have seen so much clutch shots this season. I can't wait to see more. It just makes all these NBA games way more exciting. As far as local sports, there is several COVID struggles amidst the flow with football team, with several players being exposed to someone who has tested positive for the virus. Someone who attends limited in-person learning at the high school with several of their players tested positive for the virus, exposing the players. Several key players in Jacob Williams, Caleb Jensen, and several others will have to quarantine until next Thursday, March 4th, before they can get back out there on the field. This cut the Warriors' practice nearly in half yesterday, leaving the team an opportunity to teach their players a wide range of positions, moving players around to play positions most of them have never played in their lives, but it's what you have to do during these hard times. The Warriors' game against Sile also has been canceled on March 5th due to the lack of players Sile has, which is good. Good news for the Warriors, actually, now in the circumstances that they are in with them losing key role, key players and key starters with that they would not have for that game due to COVID. So now they can prep those players and get them back in shape for against Dayton that following Friday. So very unfortunate circumstances for the Warriors, and we hope to see these players get back out there as soon as possible to help keep building this Flamengo football team better and better. And they're looking solid, more solid than years past. And hopefully, this new offense will work. New defensive structure will help the Warriors out, and hopefully, we get some solid games this season and get enough of these games because it's looking like a lot of teams in the division are pulling out due to lack of players or COVID. And so hopefully. Hopefully the Warriors get at least three or four games this season, and we'll see how it turns out for them. But always stay safe, stay healthy, and get well. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blake's Take. Hope you all enjoyed all the sports action today and with all the craziness in the NBA with all the All-Star Game news and the great news with the Ben Roethlisberger, but prayers also go out to many of those who are suffering, especially here in Philomath and at Tiger Woods most of all. Hope you enjoyed all that. You can catch me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. Hope you all enjoyed, and I'll catch you in the next one.